0: You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel.
1: And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another disappointing episode of the Doing the Work post game show. As tonight, your number ten ranked Hoosiers lose to the number thirteen ranked Maryland um, Turpins, uh, sixty four to sixty seven. Um, it now takes Indiana to nineteen and seven on the season, and 11-5 overall in the Big Ten. It makes us the Big Ten's um, fifth seed in the tournaments, which means we will not get the double bye and we'll be playing on Thursday. We'll be playing either the winner the winner of either Wisconsin or Rutgers who play on on Wednesday. So that's how our regular season ended up. And I am your host, Kathy Amos, here with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and hopefully an additional guest, oh my goodness, an additional guest, Christian Stultz. And today, we'll break it all down for you on this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. But first, let's start this show the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. And maybe this is an obvious one, um, maybe not with the the ending of the score, but, you know, a game where, you know, things weren't necessarily going our team's way. You know, some of our players in particular were really struggling, and, uh, you know, they just... Couldn't quite get over that four-point hump. Um, and Deco- Nicole Cardano-Hillary, I thought, in particular, was really having a rough night. She was 0 of 8. She had three turnovers. She had no steals, which is very uncharacteristically of her. But, you know, the coach had had great faith in her, and she, they put her back in in that fourth quarter. And with 34 seconds to go, Nicole had the confidence in herself building off of that confidence from the coach to put up that three pointer and get her first basket of the game for a three-pointer to put us within one point and really give us the chance with 34 seconds left to win. Now it didn't end up going our way, but I thought that whole sequence from Nikki and just the confidence from the coach, the confidence from the team to get her the ball and the confidence from Nikki to shoot it, I still hope bodes well for the postseason play that the women are getting ready to enter into. And tonight for me, that was the banner moment. And as always, our banner moment today is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. They're now in their fifth season of sponsoring this Simply Call, and their first as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's largest collection of vintage IU's apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of women's basketball program? It's true. When you go to the IU collection, you'll find a t-shirt commemorating the 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten, tournament, Big Ten title and made its first NCAA tournament appearance. And given what our women's team is doing, it might be time for a new new shirt soon. And if you support other college teams besides Indiana for some reason, or have people in your life that do, Homefield probably has something for you. There are well over 120 different schools that they represent, and they're all unique and vintage logos. So no matter what you buy, who you buy it for, it, um, you know that the shirt will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. So what could be better than that? Plus, if it's your first time purchasing, you can use our code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. Again, that's HOME for 15% off, and you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, well now it's time to move the ball, find the open player, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team, and we'll kick it over to Coach Marlow for Coach's Corner. Coach, what do you have for us tonight?
0: Well, Kathy, I thought it was just you know another night where we struggled at times with both ends of the floor. Uh, I thought second half we did a better job defensively, but in the first half, uh, I thought we were really struggling. even though we got it to five by the end of the half, I really felt like we were struggling in the first half with with the defense. In fact, at one point, you know Maryland was really on a pace to score about 45 in that first half, and we kind of locked it in a little bit. But the one thing about this group that we've always said is they they don't have much quit. They got down big to Iowa uh, a, a, a last Saturday, made a big run. They got down by twelve in this game in the first half against Maryland, made a run, got it all the way back to within one. But that was kind of the that, the theme of the night was just could not get over the hump against a good team. Maryland is a quality opponent, and and, and they're going to be a, you know they're going to go deep in the tournament I think as well. But They, we just never, I felt like we could have got to the point where we got it tied or a lead. Then maybe we could have really got them to be a little bit panicky, but the kids don't quit. And, and, and that's a, that's a, that's a kudos to them, but they just, we, it just seems like we're playing from behind way too much right now.
1: Yeah, I would I would echo those same sentiments. Um, absolutely, Coach. Um, and also, joining us tonight, we have a special guest, Christian Stoltz. And Christian, we're going to kick it over to you for Christian's Keys. So what do you have for us?
2: Yeah, you really never could get a rhythm. And Maryland might not be the best three-point shooting team, but if you leave them open, they're going to hit them. And we let them get a rhythm. The inside game was working well, and so they were able to find a rhythm and a carry throughout the game. They, they slowed down a little bit as the game went on, but they started out hot enough to keep them up. And we tried battling them back, but it seemed like every time we did, it just kind of got the momentum switched off by a bucket and transition from Maryland.
1: Yeah, I would agree. So, all right, well, as we continue our breakdown today of Indiana 64 to 67 loss to Maryland, we will point out today's meaningful moments you might've missed. And then we will go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. And you are listening to the Doing the Work post-game show. Again, I'm Kathy Amos. I'm here with my two co-hosts today, Jeff Marlowe and Christian Stoltz. And we're looking at Indiana's loss tonight to Maryland. Um, now it's time for meaningful moments that you might have missed. And I think we'll continue on with how we have been the last few games and we'll go quarter by quarter. But Jeff, I'll kick it to you to, to get, come up with uh, our first moment from that first quarter.
0: Yeah, um, well, I'll go right to the first one. The only lead I think we had of the game, Mackenzie Mackenzie Holmes makes gets a field goal at the eight forty nine mark to give Indiana a two to nothing lead. So I'll go with that as my first moment here in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, Christian, what do you have?
2: Uh, in the first half, I think you know I think Nicole really kind of set the tone for us with with her not not lack of energy, but. Really energy kind of contributing to some bad bad turnovers, bad passes, just just how she played on defense, we're used to her really getting up in the grill, getting those steals, getting on transition. It didn't seem like she was really able to start doing that um and so Maryland got out started shooting hot, I mean fifty percent in the first quarter um is really something you want to let a team do so.
1: Yep, I would agree. One of the, a couple of the moments I had written down was uh, exactly one that you're talking about at 6.36, where Nikki got actually her second turnover and the third on the team. And soon behind that, we would end up with five turnovers on the team very quickly into that first half. Um, and it just seemed like we couldn't get into much of a shooting rhythm either to, to compound it. So about, and as an example at 4.12, we had Grace get a really nice deal on the defensive end. Um, and we come down and she got the ball to Nikki for a nice three look. she ended up missing it so again it just seemed like that started out the game and it seemed to be kind of a consistent theme in terms of um at least with nikki for sure with uh, some shooting woes and some turnovers now it, it did and we'll get into it i'm sure in the second half it did slow down for us a little bit but um it really seemed to come in bunches in that first quarter um jeff what do you what else do you have in the first quarter
0: uh, I'll go to the 5:37 mark here, Kathy. There weren't a lot of them, but Grace made a jump shot to got us within six to six, got us tied at six six, and I think that was the last time. Maybe it was tied even. So from that point on, at the 5:37 mark, well, take that back, 5:13. Maryland scored on the next possession at the 5:13. We trailed the rest of the night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we lost Christian. He's having some uh, internet connection problems. Um, at where he lives, they got quite a bit of snow, and it's kind of knocked his internet out. So hopefully he'll be able to to get back in with us. But um, one of the other things I had in the, that first quarter um, was a big offensive rebound by by uh, Keander Brown that came about the 306 mark. Um, but again, <laughs> turnover bug, and you know we get the ball from that offensive rebound. She gets it to Nikki, and then Nikki threw it away. So again, just continuing that that theme of uh the in of the first quarter. Do you have anything else written down?
0: Well, I just obviously at least we finished the first quarter on a nice move. Yeah. Lex got to an offensive rebound, was trying to tip it in when she got when she got fouled and, and with 0.2 seconds to go, hit yeah. two free throws. So, it was, you know, it, down 9 at the end of the first quarter, but like Christian pointed out um he we only shot 20 we only shot we only shot 25% in the first quarter. So again, just like I said, it just seemed like an uphill climb all night.
1: Yeah. 25% off in the first quarter. Um we had um five turnovers as I mentioned and at least I think there were five in the first quarter alone. And I and it, I know it turned into 11 points off of turnovers for Maryland. So um and that was just in the first quarter. And so it kind of had a, a rough start for us. So we, we go down 10 to 19 at the end of the first quarter. But anything else that you have in, in that quarter?
0: No, not in the first quarter, Kathy. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, you want to start the second quarter?
0: Well, yeah. The second quarter actually kind of started out a little better at the 854 mark. McKenzie hit a free throw to get us to, after Maryland had started off the a quarter with another three um, to go up 22 to 10. Um, we, Mac, hit a free throw and then Chloe hit a three and Lexa followed that up with a three. So all of a sudden it went from 22 10 to 22 to 17.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so in addition, uh, about the 438 mark there, we had, um, Allie pulling up in the middle of the lane and got her first points. So, uh, that was really nice to see and made it 2332. So, um, it was good to see Allie getting involved there, um, at least offensively in the scoring, scoring column. Um, and then right after that, about, uh, about a minute. And so, After around 311, I thought Grace had a really nice night against night and she she had a really pretty move where, you know, we used to see her kind of pull up off that elbow, but here she was right along the baseline. She stopped and pulled up for a really nice floater um, and got us um, back within almost single digits at 2535, but kind of let Marilyn pull away a little bit there in that middle of the second quarter. Um, But what else do you have on your list for that quarter?
0: Um, well, just right there in that same segment, I'll build off that Chloe followed that up with a field goal to cut it to within eight. And then Grace hit two free throws to cut after another Maryland basket, uh, at the 48 second mark. And then Allie Patberg with a huge three at the end of the half to make it a five point yep. game at the half. Yep. She hit that three with five seconds left. So, yeah,
1: so we end up there were a couple few segments in there. We won the first one, um, by four, one lost the middle by seven and one by four by seven at the ends, and then overall in the quarter we ended up going up uh, winning that quarter by four. And so we went into halftime down five, 32 to 37. Um, one of the things I, I wrote down that I was looking for in the second half was really to see if our defense could really step up and if we could find any answer for Angel Reese. Um, uh, I don't think we did, but that was what I was looking for after <laughs> the first two quarters. But anything you were looking for going into that second half, Jeff?
0: I wanted to see us lock in a little better defensively, Kathy. I, I know we only gave up to thirty-seven, so the pace was a little better. But like I said at the beginning, I thought it really felt like we were on pace to give up about forty-five or fifty in that first half. And I really felt like the defense. And you and I talked about this in a in a text exchange we were having a little bit that um, it just it's still kind of it's like going back to the Nebraska game. It really seems like there's some communication issues on the defensive end. I'm not saying it's 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 huge communication. But when you're an elite team, defensively, you don't have any communication issues. And the difference between being elite and very uh, above average, very good, is just a few things. And we're seeing this, I think, in the three-point shooting. We're leaving three point shooters, even though like like Christian pointed out before he lost his connection, there's they are not the greatest three-point shooting team, but when you leave them open as much as you were, they're gonna knock some down. And it's 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 kind of contagious. When one person sees somebody else hit one, they're gonna think they can help too. So I really wanted to see the defense, you know, turn up a little bit more in the second half.
1: Yeah, I agree. It it wasn't just, it wasn't just, um, as I had mentioned already, Angel Reese, but like you mentioned, those three pointers, I mean, Maryland shot 75% or six of eight on three point shooting in that first half. And Mm -hmm. um, clearly that's not a good recipe for us when we um, only shot 37% from three. So Um, should we move into the third quarter? Sure. All right. Um, So I I thought we came out and kind of, again, started off, that that third quarter where we we left off um mac came out and fouled reese right away um and then um i I think she made one of two free throws there and then nikki got the ball went down and missed a a layup and then maryland went down and got a two and all of a sudden it's now 32 to 40 so um kind of a rough start to that the third quarter but what um what else are you looking at and wrote down
0: um I'm going to kind of go a little deeper into the third quarter, kind of right. Uh, and then there was a big lull, like from about the 708 mark, there was really neither team scored. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the 743 mark uh, where Matt got a field goal to cut it to nine uh, and then kind of back and forth. But then at 708, Grace hit a field goal to get it back to nine again. And that's why I felt like we were kind of starting to get some rhythm offensively. It wasn't like we let them score two or three times. To our one or one or two they their three. It felt like we were starting to get a little bit of a rhythm. And I thought that's when I really felt the offense picked up.
1: Yeah. Um, I wrote down the seven forty-three mark as well for a very different reason. That was Allie Patberg's five hundredth assist in her career. That that made her the third third player in program history to reach 500 assists, and so um, I was thinking about actually leading that um, with my banner moment until Nikki hit that shot at 34 seconds, but I wanted to make sure when we got to the third quarter here to to point that out, because I think that's a huge accomplishment from Allie, Um, and I'm sure we'll talk more about her, but I thought Allie overall, again, um, you know, she ended up with four assists on the night, which I thought was pretty good and 13 points. It just still didn't quite feel to me that Allie was quite into the flow of the game overall um, until really starting to get into this third quarter. So she had that really nice assist. And then she finally got another three there at the two minute mark that made it 46 to 51. Mm. Um, so She kind of came and went, I thought in this game in spurts, but in terms of Allie's play specifically overall, what, what kind of thoughts do you have on her?
0: A little bit of you like you, um, you know, I know we don't want to get too deep into the stats here, but it also, it just didn't feel like Allie was a big part of the offense um, early. And again, we've said that she not necessarily have to score a ton for this team, but when they're struggling like they are right now, I think you're looking for your kid that's got seven years of experience <laughs> to, sure. to kind of be that person you can go to. and, and, and I thought it was interesting Ari made the comment in the workaholic chat here that uh, I think must've been in the post game where um, Ali said they're not focused right now. And and that would be concerning yeah. to me a little bit. And I realized that Mac was hurt and they had the COVID, but we're several games beyond the COVID now. And I also wonder if that's just a byproduct of all the games they've played in a short stretch that, you know, again, just kind of the mental side of it more than anything. But I I would imagine next week in Annapolis, the Big Ten tournament, we'll see a little better focus. But, um, yeah, I I can't say Allie played bad. I just it just wasn't the Allie that we know that can go out and get us 15 points and five assists um and you know and, and actually she had four tonight so i mean it, it was just a real quiet game and but yet she ended up in double figures and and really didn't play probably as bad as we felt like with the eye test
1: yeah i agree um yes and i do realize Allie had seven years to get her 500 assists but still only two yeah. other players have gotten more than that and
0: i, I think but think i won't i don't want to interrupt you, but there was those weren't all seven years at indiana so i think they're probably only counting too. the The time at IU. That's
1: right. This is only 500 assists at Indiana, so that's a great point too, Jeff. Yes.
0: (laughs) I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I didn't want you to think she's spent seven years trying to get her 500 assists.
1: Right, and I don't think she played all seven because she sat out with injuries and transfer and stuff. So correct. Um. Anyway all right third quarter um i thought uh, right around that 123 mark to grace the two hits and chloe mcmora out on the the perimeter for another mm-hmm. three-pointer and you know um chloe i thought just had a, a fairly solid game for us again off of the bench tonight so I, I enjoyed what i saw from chloe she got some really good minutes there especially with nikki's um you know trouble <laughs> hanging on to the ball and and um you know scoring i think she filled in pretty nicely for nikki but do you have any overall thoughts from for uh chloe on today
0: I, I i totally i really agree with you I, I i'll just add in that it's really a pleasure to watch chloe moore mcneil she's really starting to grow into the type of player that we thought might we might see a little bit earlier in the season but this is a kind of you know this is a kid that was really starting to come into her own and it's interesting because grace said one of the first episodes i did with grace berger and her show was that she mm-hmm. really felt chloe was one who could make a jump that nobody was going to know about. And I think we started to see that here in the last, Oh, three weeks or so of the season.
1: Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that on Chloe. And, you know, before she was only getting in a few minutes here and there and, you know, played sparingly, um, didn't usually score at all. And now, um, gosh, I think I, I thought I wrote it down somewhere. Um, was this her third or fourth game in a row now with double digits?
0: Fourth, I think, but don't I call me. Double. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write it. Down. I didn't
1: write that down. Um, so, okay, uh let's see. I uh, the other thing I pointed out from Chloe in that quarter was around the 3 minute mark where she got the ball underneath and they really the defense collapsed underneath her and she found Allie out on the perimeter and Allie made another 3. Um at that point it made it 43-49. So there's were a couple I went backwards and in the time frame there but regardless I wanted to make sure to point out those really nice plays in the third quarter from Chloe. Mm. But um that's all I had in the third quarter but do you have anything?
0: Nope, that was it.
1: Okay. You want to lead us into the fourth quarter?
0: Well, just again, kind of back and forth, but um I really felt like there was a key stretch there where we got it to 5753 and then Maryland scored three out of the next four baskets and took it out to sixty-three fifty-five. And that probably really, even though we got it back, that's a you know, that that took it to the four forty-two mark. That, you know, that's a big hill to climb with almost five minutes to go against a good team, you know, against an average team or or maybe a little above average, you might, you know, they might help you a little bit, but Maryland, a team like Maryland, generally not gonna help you there. So I thought that was a big segment when, when the only bucket we got there was Alexa had a field goal to make it uh, during that stretch
1: yeah yeah that was around the four and a half mark i'll go back to towards the beginning and i was hopeful that maybe we could take this this sequence of events and lead it into some good momentum for us but around 7 15 ali had just a really nice steal got the ball down to Lux on the other end for a fast break layup and then going back on the other end on defense we had keonda brown doing you know her thing where she stands there and in this case it wasn't necessarily a charge but she drew an offensive foul playing some really nice defense um, against Reese. And I was thinking, oh, here we go. You know, we're starting off the fourth quarter. We're going to get back in this. You know, we are only down four at the end of the third quarter. I thought that might get us some momentum, but uh, to your point, that it just seemed to go back and forth. And we just couldn't get over that four point hump. It would seem like we'd get to four points and then Maryland would come back and make some runs and then we'd get it back to four. And until Nikki hit that three, we just really couldn't get past the four point barrier. It seemed like there was like a, invisible door
0: there <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you have anything I, else you want to talk about per se in the 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 fourth quarter
0: yeah i'm going to go to the end of the fourth quarter here yeah. kathy and you can you can disagree agree we may, may have a discussion yeah. here so you may want the workaholics think a little bit i, I really felt like when we got it back yeah. nikki hit the three with 35 seconds to go got us back to within one that was her only bucket of the game as you pointed out in the banner moment but then i really felt at that point you had to extend the game i know you were yeah. only down one but the shot clock is so near to where the game clock was there. If you let Maryland run that all the way down, you're going to have less than five seconds. I know in the women's game, you can advance the ball at the timeout, but you're still really kind of pr- rushing to get a good look with less than five seconds to go on and out on a sideline, out of bound play nine times out of 10. So I really felt we should have gone for a quick steal and maybe a foul with you know 25, 30 seconds to go and extend the game out because Maryland was, had only been to the line six times. They only went to the line six times. Four for six, they might have missed one. And I realized that Benzer took a tough shot, wouldn't have liked it myself, but she, she hit it. So you, and, and that was with the 12 second mark. So you lost 23 seconds of game time there. Yeah. And I know it's still one possession, but I just really felt that we should have extended out the game.
1: Yeah, you know, Jeff, I, I agree absolutely with you. I, in fact, um, my dog's can attest to that with the yelling I was doing at the TV going like, why are we fouling? And maybe some other words, but I just, uh, I didn't understand it either. So, so Nikki hits the three with th- 34 seconds. So even if you foul, you know, relatively quickly, say five seconds run off the clock. And even if they hit two, both free throws, you still at least now have 29 seconds instead of the 11 we ended up with. What? To try and run, you get, you know, hopefully some more time to run some offense and get a better shot than what we ended up with. Um, you know, it, the only thing I can I can think of is that I think Maryland's like one of the top five. I, I can't remember exactly what I heard in the broadcast on the radio broadcast. They're like top five in the nation in free throw percentage. Only Angel Reese is like under like 75%. I think the rest of the team is 75% and over. So maybe that was the thought, but you know what? We're, we, we ended up in the same position, even if they would have made both free throws. Mm-hmm.
0: So but it was um, less time,
1: less time. And the other reason I thought we foul is, and it didn't happen in this case, but you're also running the risk that they make a three. And again, I understand they're not a good three-point shooting team. But if they do make that three, you're now down four with you know very little time left. And so I, no, and, I didn't
0: get that. And, then, and sorry, I, I interrupt you too much, Kathy. I apologize. That was my one of my character flaws. But but <laughs> but you raise a good point. If they hit a three, there we're cooked. I mean, and and they may have not been looking for a three, but once the shot clock started went, running down, they may have had to put one up just to beat a shot clock. And with the way they hit shots tonight, you you raise a great point. I just felt like even if we fouled, even if they hit both free throws and go up three with twenty eight seconds to go, you got a chance to come down, get an offensive rebound. May, if you miss, or you can foul, and you can just keep playing possessions from there. But I just felt you couldn't afford to let time that much time run off clock. That was just my personal opinion, and and it's something that um, I'm just a big believer. In. I'm a big you know I know the clock stops when you uh, in that situation, but I just, I just think you got extended out.
1: I do too. Again, we ended up in the same position as it was with 11 seconds left. Had we fouled and they make both four, both free throws, you're at 28-27. I mean, you you buy yourself at least the 20
0: seconds so. And I felt like in that last segment there, when they were trying to hunt a three, Maryland knew it. And and yeah. and you, okay. whereas with 28 seconds to go, okay, that's you're down three we'll go for a quick two. Bingo, exactly. I t- that's exactly where I was going, Kathy. Great point.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like we've been doing this together for all season. <laughs> yeah,
0: since December. I know it, right?
1: Awesome. Uh, yes, okay. Um, okay, we'll end on a positive note. So right before the 34-second um, three-pointer from Nikki, um, I, I, I do think it would be remiss if we don't point out, because we've been kind of hard on them about their defense. They did force a 10-second call. Yes, so it partially, and I think a part of it was that Maryland thought they still had the Fulton seconds coming out of the timeout, um, regardless of whatever the situation is, we still played really tough D to keep them from getting the ball across the timeline. So um, I think that's, that was good because that ended up then leading into the play that got Nikki that three to get us within one. So
0: and and, um, I, and I don't want to speak too much about the officiating, and I just think it's life in the Big Ten, and you were on the road. But there were—I thought the officials let both teams get away and play pretty physical tonight. I, I didn't think there was a lot of ticky-tack stuff called tonight.
1: No, I, I agree. I thought you know, to me it was contrasted to the Iowa game earlier in the week. I thought they were they were blowing the whistle a lot. Tonight, I don't think they were at all. They ended up only whistling both teams for a total of 26 fouls, 14 for Maryland and yep. and 12 for us. So it was actually fairly even in terms of the number of fouls they called. <laughs> right. um, I think they missed a lot that I felt there was a lot of contact, but they were consistently missing it on both ends.
0: So and, and that's awesome. one that I'll go back to. I think what right around a minute to go there, and, and I kind of I did I, I didn't write it down, so I have the exact time. But we kind of had a back and forth in a text message. You, you kind of thought that we had a play where we had a quick play out. Lex was going drive it in for a layup. You felt like she should have maybe given it up a little bit. I like the play Lex made in trying to attack the rim. Got blocked had a long review over whether who it was off of, I felt like she got fouled. Now I'm biased, but I think I felt even the replay showed that she got fouled and they just didn't call it. But, but I, I liked that play by Lex because I thought, you know, that's a good aggressive move that if you can get that and go to the law, and if she gets a call now it's a possible three point play. So I, I liked the play by Lex, but unfortunately it just didn't work out. You know, when she got blocked. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can see that too. I just thought once the defense collapsed, I would have liked to see if she could have gotten it out to someone just because the refs weren't calling the fouls tonight. Um, it was not a good chance we were going to get that call. And of course we didn't. And the replay I thought <laughs> um, clearly showed she, she got hit by on the elbow and um, down on her hip too. But, you know, again, like you said, it's life and big 10 play would have made the difference at the end of the game. Maybe, I mean, it's a three-point game. It could have swung it the other way, but I think there are a lot of pals that, you know, Maryland didn't get either that we could, you know, right. say refs so I I don't think that the refs really caused the game to go one way or another. And again, a three-point You know game here you you have nikki get a few more shots and you know or or we make a few less turnovers there's a lot of things we could
0: have done as a team so
1: um all right anything else you want to talk about in terms of meaningful moments
0: no okay I'm i'm ready for the numbers
1: me too let's do it um you go first
0: um i'm gonna go in here and also right off the bat because this is one we've talked a lot about and again it was all due to chloe here but we won the bench points tonight, 10 to four Maryland only got four points off their bench. And so, but I, I, so again, our bench, especially because Chloe started to put up some, some numbers in double digits, our bench production isn't looking so anemic now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is all came from Chloe again. She was four of eight shooting two of five from three point line. Um, she had two rebounds two assists, and a, a steal in there. Um, Two turnovers, um, but, you know, there's a lot of our players. We ended up with 14 turnovers overall, and she did that in 29 minutes. So, uh, yeah, good play from our bench tonight. Um, Keondra uh, got in there, and I thought she gave us a good a good few minutes as well. She had eight minutes um, off the bench. You know, she didn't score, but, again, that's not why we're putting Keondra in. I don't think we're putting in for her scoring prowess per se, but, you know, she did a, a, she did an okay job. I just thought the matchup for her with Reese was just too much.
0: All, a tough matchup for It was just too much,
1: yeah. Um, in terms of overall, yeah, I think we talked quite a bit about the shooting, but just to kind of break it down by quarter for us, you know, that first quarter, we, we I think we touched on it, but we only shot 25% in the first quarter for field goals. Um, but then we turned around and shot our best quarter in the second at 58%, and we ended up with 41% shooting overall. Um, and you compare that to about 43% with Maryland. So in terms of percentage wise, we ended up um, pretty even with, with them. I think what really made the difference though, was the points in the paint. Um, in particular, it just seemed like Maryland was really finishing a lot better around the room and they outscored us 24 to 34. So by 10 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else, uh, what's on your brain for, for numbers?
0: Well, and, and you just you hit something there I was gonna I was oh on the on the shooting though you're talking about uh, Maryland shot 50 percent in the first quarter shot 50 yeah. percent in the fourth quarter first quarter for us 25 percent fourth quarter 33 percent. there's really kind of where the games yeah. won and lost because we we won the battle in the second and third quarter so that was something I was looking at. I, I also want to point out we shot 39 percent from three we were we were seven to 18 after starting 0 for four. Um, we were seven for fourteen, but unfortunately, we were one for six in the fourth quarter. So right. um, you know, so you put those, you know, you, otherwise we're six for eight in the two middle quarters, one for ten in the in the bookend quarter. So kind of really like you're talking about, but overall three point percentage doesn't look bad, but when you break yep. it down by quarter, mm.
1: yeah, it's not pretty. And um, you know, to be honest if Nikki just has a, a night like she normally has, I mean, she'd have one for six tonight uh i think we get we're knocking on the 40 percent range you know she just makes one or two more um which is more more like what we would see out of her um the other um thing I, i we always i at least i like to look at are turnovers and then how they turn into points and i mentioned it already around the first half but to kind of finish that off so again first half we had eight turnovers to their four we had no points off of turnovers in the first half to their 11. Um, And it was just a kind of a tough road for us tonight. It felt like we ended up forcing 13 turnovers for Maryland, but we only turned that into five points tonight. Um, At least on our end, we did slow down in the second half and only 14 turnovers. um, And they only scored three more points in that second half off of the turnovers for a total of 14. Um, So we we cleaned it up definitely in the second half, but I was just unfortunate that the few turnovers that are the 13 turnovers rather that we forced we just didn't turn them into points on the other end
0: yeah and and i will also point out you know one of the things here they had eight steals we had five yeah so yeah so those were kind of the team stats i had
1: yeah um i think you already touched on the rebounds right we um we're about even there 36 for us pretty 39 even. for them yeah pretty much even so not, no stories there uh, at least i didn 't think so. It, you talked about the bench already um, second chance points as well. um I think we are pretty even
0: twelve to nine them
1: thank you. I was trying to find it here, and my eyes weren 't finding them, so yeah, fairly even there too so so nothing there so I, I really think it just came down to like you said that shooting in the first and fourth quarter but mm-hmm. um cool. any other numbers you want to talk about um on the team side?
0: No, but I'm going to kind of jump in here. And obviously, you know, Grace Berger played very well and and such. But um, Grace, you know, 16 points, 10 rebounds, which led the team. Six assists, that also led the team. She had a steal and a block. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, she had three turnovers. But, you know, I, I, overall, it just another solid night from Grace Berger, who really, like you said, another kid that going back kind of to – after the Michigan game, she's really played well.
1: Yeah, she has. That was her 12th straight game in double figures. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I lost track. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did too, but Austin on the radio told me, so I wrote it down. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, so now we'll know going into the Big Ten tournament. She's on a 12-game scoring and double scoring. So, yeah, another double-double from Grace. And, again, um, I, I, I think, again, the last few games in particular, I felt like she's just been more aggressive as well, um, really looking for her shot more but still finding her teammates. So, as you mentioned, team high in points. But also team high in assists, so I, I just thought overall a nice game from her. Um, I think I already read off Chloe Moore McNeil's stat line, so I won't go over that again. Um, on the opposite side, I guess we should mention to um, Angel Reese, though. I mean, she's just a great player, and we just really had a hard time with her down low, stopping her. We had I saw at least three different players trying to guard her, but she still ended up with 20 points and 16 rebounds tonight. So she was just she was just really she was a difficult matchup for us tonight. Um, anyone else though, on our team that you want to talk about from an individual stat, we did have five players in double digits. So, yeah, and
0: one of them was your point guard who didn't, yeah. or, and, and the one, and one of the ones who one wasn't was your points. point guard who didn't play well. Um, yeah. and I know she's probably feeling bad about that. I, I I've texted this to you as well during the game and, and I, and she ended up with 11 points and eight rebounds, had an assist, a steal, unfortunately had four turnovers. I, but Lex was only three for nine from the field. And and I just really felt Lex was out of sync tonight, and and that might have been partially the matchup she was going up against, but she was one of the ones early that I felt. And besides Nikki, um, you know, I felt like Lex just had some real hot potato type hands. It was like she couldn't grab the ball, or when she did, it was just like it was she couldn't hold on to it. And so I, I just felt Lex, you know, struggled tonight. And I know she, you know, like I said, she got into double figure. She was four for four at the line, eight rebounds, but. that's another one though i think if lex has just a kind of a typical game where say she shoots five for nine she's at you know 15 points and we might have a win even if nikki plays bad.
1: yeah i agree i mean lexi did lead the team in turnovers she had four turnovers
0: um, and that's hard to believe. I, I, I saw that and 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 just felt like Nikki had way more than three. Obviously, yeah. we're gonna go with the official stats. But
1: well, you know, to be fair, um, Nikki only played twenty one minutes. The coach took her out, I think, after she was really making a lot of those mistakes. Alexa played all forty. She didn't sit at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just noticed that. You there?
1: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have an Alexa speaker down in my. Uh basement and it heard me say her name i'm gonna just call her lexi from now on but she was gonna she was gonna play me some music i guess
0: (laughs) i i got you
1: (laughs) so sorry about that i was like what no yeah Yeah. she's done that to me before um okay yeah
0: but that's the only one ever other than that because we kind of talked about Allie a little bit earlier so i you know i just want to make sure we talk about lex because again she had she put up some decent numbers but i just didn't feel like she played her best basketball yeah i agree or or her normal basketball
1: uh, yes, let me ask you a question about uh, Lexi. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say her full name. I might get another music rendition here. Um, during when when Mac first went out and then really soon after, at least, maybe not the first game, but I think we really saw Lexi was really averaging. If I remember at one point the three or four games right after Mac went out, she was averaging around 17 or 18 points. Mm-hmm. Mac's back. Do you think that that's part of what we're seeing from her is now that McKinsey is back? that her role has shifted again and maybe she's just having trouble getting back into what her role was earlier this year.
0: There could be some of that. I think part of it also is, um, she played a lot of minutes in max spot and she had to battle some tough kids in the post. So she may be as, as more than anybody, she may be as physically and mentally tired as anybody. And, and, and I want to say we kind of had this discussion in a text message, uh, I don't want to say they're, that it's – they're looking forward to something else, but they're seniors. They have went through senior day. Yeah. Is that bothering – I don't want to say bothering them. It's not probably the phrase I want to use. But is there a sadness that's kind of hit them that, you know, their careers are coming to an end instead of trying to, go, you know, finish it strong right. and make a deep run? I, I, I'm not – again, I don't really want to be an armchair psychologist, but I just – it, it just seems like a couple of them have been struggling a little bit, and 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 struggled Saturday, struggled Monday, and or at least parts of it, and and then struggled a little bit today.
1: Yeah, I I agree, Jeff. I think um I maybe it's their fo their focus is just not there anymore, um, and maybe in part because they're they're starting to see, or maybe they're pressing too hard too, right? Like maybe yeah. it, because they know it's coming to an end they have all these emotions and things and they know this is real, right? Like we just went through senior day. I just announced I'm going to Europe. I I'm Ali. I can't come back. I'm Nikki. I can't come back. And all of a sudden it's super real and maybe they're just pressing too hard.
0: Yep. That's maybe. a good point.
1: Anything else in numbers?
0: Nope. Not in the numbers.
1: All right. Well, you're listening to the doing the work IU post game show. You can catch us live immediately following most IU women's basketball game. You can find us at our website, assemblycall.com. Um, also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter, where we're closing in on, on 10,000 subscribers right now. You can join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. Again, that's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Kathy Amos, here with my co-host Jeff Marlowe, and we are breaking down Indiana's loss over, against Maryland tonight. All right, Jeff, it is time for game balls. You want to go first?
0: Yeah. And I think we've already kind of patterned gotten this in there, but I'm going to go with grace. The 16 yeah. points, 10 rebounds, six assists. Those were all team highs tonight. So I'm going to go with Lex or excuse me. Yeah. I'm going to go with grace. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm like, Oh wait, what happened?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah but, uh, I'm going to go with grace.
1: Kidding. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that, that seems pretty easy again, a double double for, for grace. Again, as I mentioned, that was her 12th tw- tall straight game and, and double figures. And she really just seems to be trying to willing, will the, the team to to the finish line here. So Okay, well, that takes Grace to now seven game balls. Max still has three, Nikki three, Allie three, Lexi has two. Um, And now it is time for our Hoosier Hustle Award sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses, individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention can't be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you with prevent a bad outcome today. You can go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. Again, that's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Okay, Jeff, who do you have?
0: I I really struggle with this one a little bit, Kathy, because it was such a tight one, but I think I'm going to go with Chloe again here just because, again, I think more of the kind of the hustle ward tend to be somebody who's creating some energy and I felt like that Chloe did that off the bench tonight. As like you mentioned, 29 minutes, four for eight from the field, two for five from three, uh, 10 points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. So I was going to go Chloe Moore McNeil.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's who I wrote down on my my sheet of paper, to Jeff. So we'll make it unanimous for, for Chloe. Uh, I, again, I just thought she is just – Boy, if you could rewind time and go back and watch some tape. Well, I guess we could. Technically, we'd yeah. probably find some games. What am I talking about? Like I'm in the 80s or something. Um, if we go back and look at some some footage of her from earlier this year and compare that with what we saw tonight, I think you would almost think they're different people. Just maybe they were twins because she is playing, I think, with just so much more confidence about her. And, and, and it's a quiet confidence. She's going out there. She's given us 29 minutes tonight, 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and just solid minutes too, you know? So overall, I just love the confidence I'm seeing from her and I love that it's coming at this time of the year and hopefully it'll, you know, spark the rest of the team to, to get going here in the postseason.
0: And earlier in the year, I think I'll point this out too, cause you bring up a good point about, you know, go back to earlier in the year. We talked a little, I mentioned it earlier, but she, uh, I think they didn't trust her defensively earlier in the year. I think there were still some moments where she maybe was getting a little lost, but, boy, you watch it here really since the 1st of February. They've really yeah. come to trust her on defense. She's guarding, for example, Caitlin Clark at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, she guarded, the, I think it's Burton from Northwestern at times. So they've been, they've not been afraid to put her on the other team's best guard for a few minutes here and there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, any other storylines from this specific game you want to talk about?
0: Oh, not for this particular game, but I think this the lingering storyline right now is: can we? Can, I know it's going to sound kind of macro. Just can we get the ship righted and make a deep run now? Can and and I know we were having this discussion with with Ari in the text as well about you know winning the big ten tournament may not be the whole thing. And I my opinion is you're if you're playing in the tournament, you're there to win it. Right. But right now, rest might not be a terrible thing for them. But can we get the ship right enough that we can make? at least a similar run to what we did last year, if not better.
1: Right. Well, you know what? They have time to rest between now and Thursday.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, well, I, don't I think,
1: think. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Sorry. I was just going to say, I think when you look back, played Iowa Monday, played tonight. Now they don't play again until Thursday. So, basically, you're going to have almost, not quite, but what, about 10, 11 days there where you've only basically played one game. And so I think that could be do wonders for them. Plus, it'll give the coaching staff a chance to get back in and finally go start breaking some film down and be like, okay, this we got to get fixed, and right? Especially on some of the defensive stuff.
1: Yeah, and you know, the you know, we talked about this a little bit in the last show, I believe. It's not like they're getting blown out. I mean, they did in the first Iowa game for the first three quarters, and boy, they came back with a vengeance in that fourth quarter and still almost came back. But the last three games in particular have only been single-digit losses. I don't think any of our losses have been double digits this year, right? So it's not like they're getting blown out. They're just right there. They just have a few things to clean up, right? You know, if Nikki has her normal game tonight, I think we win this game. You know, if we can get Allie a little bit more. Um, going consistently. I, I think we're right there. So I think there's just a few things that we can tweak. It's not like, you know, we're the Titanic and need to write the ship, right? It's right. Not, not that bad. I, I think that there's just small things they can do. I think Rust will do them a, a world of good.
0: And I think you bring up a good point that, that you look here, they lost Iowa twice and they lost two uh, Maryland Day, those are teams that are in the top 25. These are right. not bad losses. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the Big Ten Telecast still had them projected to be a three seed at this point. Um, I think they're off, I think they're a little better. You know, maybe they're going to drop to a four seed this week before the tournament starts, but I, I'm not sure they're dropping out of a top four. I think people, I think the committee will look a little bit A, at their net ranking, I think they'll look at the fact that McKenzie missed a big chunk of sets of games there um as well and and let's face it there are not a lot of teams playing great basketball right now in women's basketball you've got a few at the top who are playing really really well um you take a look Paige beckers came back today where will uconn get seated based and and now that Paige beckers is back what is that going to be factor into where they're seated for example so i i really agree with you and about the only game you really can point back to where they just got outplayed was the michigan game
1: yeah yeah no. Yeah, and they, they have some good wins some earlier this yep. year. I mean, we beat Maryland earlier this year, right? And we had Ohio State that we beat earlier this year at Ohio State. So they those those wins don't go away. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. So, all right, well, let's preview then um, our upcoming shows um, and opponents. Um, we don't know our opponent, but we know our next game will probably be on Thursday. Well, I think it's a, it's a for sure at this point, right? So there's no other – it was between us and Maryland, so we're for yeah, sure – yeah it's locked in we'll be playing next thursday we will either play wisconsin or rutgers um for the first game uh for us in the big 10 tournament so um for the men's side assembly call we'll have a post-game show on sunday after uh after their game then as well it's uh, minnesota
0: I, I typed up the run sheet wrong that should be minnesota by the way they're playing yeah, on sunday thank
1: you. i didn't know which team it was but i knew they played sunday <laughs> after whoever they play minnesota okay yeah. Um, again, you're listening to the doing the work IU postgame show. So one more reminder to go to homefieldapparel.com and use our checkout code of home to get 15% off if it's your first order. Um, but okay, it's time for last call. Any, uh, any lingering questions and things you want to talk about in your last call?
0: I just want to point out, we don't know exactly what time. I think they'll play maybe like the second game on Thursday, I, I think is way I remember the the bracket on TV, but I can't remember exactly what time. So that post game show will probably not be in the middle of the afternoon. We'll probably do a post game show later in the evening because Kathy and I both work, so I that doubt that. We're gonna, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be doing a post game show right after the women play yeah. um, on Thursday. So. Uh, unless it's later in the evening, but for some reason I'm thinking they play like the second game Friday after or Thursday afternoon, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't but,
1: really know yet either. So,
0: yeah. So, but as far as my last call, Hey, regular season's over. We look at what this team has done. And, and yes, three weeks ago or two weeks ago, we were talking about the possibility of winning the big 10. They were like 11 and two um, or 10 and two. And we were good and thought just win a couple games and, and and we are 10 and one. Actually, we were 10 and one go, getting ready for Nebraska. And so we're kind of in a rough stretch. But you look at what they've done. They're 19 and seven. They're 11 and five in the league. I mean, it may have not been where we hoped they would finish, but this team still has its goals in front of it. And this team has been something I think that IU fans can be really proud of with the way they've played through an injury to a, a big time player. The covid pause. And so uh, this team, I think, still has some uh, so, some things to do. And as Terry Moore would say, it's time to do the work.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, real quick, it seems like we are confirmed by Ari here that they will play at two p- two p.m. on Thursday. So we definitely will not be doing a, a live post game show for that. Is
0: that is that Eastern time? I'm I assuming think that's,
1: Ari. And I asked him the same thing. So um, he hasn't confirmed yet. So yeah. we'll see. Yes, 2 p.m. Eastern on Friday. So, um, right. we'll we'll come with you guys here and meet you back in the chat on Friday, on Thursday, Friday evening.
0: Thursday, <laughs> Thursday.
1: Thursday. Yeah, no, I'm off. All...
0: that's fine. We play Thursday. Yeah.
1: Oh, the yeah, the Ari put Friday in the chat, No, now I'm blaming Ari. Okay, 2 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Either way, we'll be back for it. Okay, I agree with you 100%, Jeff. I don't want these last you know, week and a half of games or so to really taint all of our memories of the earlier part of the season, right, where they were just on a roll, you know, they had their best start ever at, what, 6-0 and in the Big Ten season that, that the program has ever had, and this is still one of our best teams we've ever had, and they're not finished, just because the regular season's over, we've ended kind of on a down note here, but um, that that doesn't mean anything. They still have a chance to get a, a turn a Big Ten title going through the tournament. So I agree with you. I think they still come out um and play to win. And um,
0: I, I think that that we'll see some good adjustments from them. And where would this how would this be different? And I know it's not conspiracy theory, but how would this be different if we hadn't had to make up the one Iowa game instead would have played say Rutgers, a game that was canceled from earlier in December. A big 10 game. Had we played Rutgers maybe earlier this week and then gone to Maryland or kind of a trip to Rutgers and Maryland together, got to feel like we would have beat Rutgers. So now you would be 12 and four instead of 11 and five. And we may be talking about a top four seed and not playing on Friday. And and, and again, you can only control what's in front of you. But boy, that's a big what if right now with this group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know what? Can they get their mojo back? That's my lingering question. So I think they'll answer it for us on, on Thursday. And yep. I, I, you know what, I, I, just like Nikki didn't quit on herself at 34 seconds left and put up the three, I'm not quitting on the team either. And I think they'll turn it around.
0: I really do. I agree. Yep.
1: All right. Well, I think that will do it. Um, if you want to see us do the, the show live and be part of our live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com assemblycall assembly call. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join it for our free email newsletter. A special thanks out to John Ringer of Riggs Design for designing all of our logo. And thank you all for listening. And again, we'll be back to talk IU hoops with you on Thursday night, not right after the game. But until then, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody, and the workaholics for coming out tonight. I know it's a Friday night. I mean, we had this comment. Kind of, this was, uh, there was not a great crowd. Um at maryland tonight i don't think the attendance is on the stat sheet i saw no it's not but you know it was a friday night you know and and we realize a lot of you have things going on on friday night so appreciate all the workaholics who were in here in the chat
1: yeah absolutely thanks to everyone and yeah jeff um you're available then on thursday
0: i should be i should be able to do thursday but i'll let you know for sure later in the week and then um but yeah so we got to Kind of figure that out and, and go from there. So. Yeah. Sounds good. Denny and all you guys who are saying thanks, you know, uh, who, who are giving us, you know, appreciation. We, appre- we want to say thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for being in the chat and we appreciate you very much. So, and anybody that's listening uh, later, maybe on Saturday while you're, you're doing things around the house or whatever is on your agenda, we appreciate everybody that's out there.
0: Yeah, and like I said, we, we'll be off for a few days because the women won't play, obviously, but uh, the the men do play on Sunday, and then I believe again Tuesday.
1: I don't know. Let's see what my little phone here says.
0: They got Rutgers on Tuesday, I believe. I could be wrong. Might be Wednesday, the second.
1: 27th, they play – on Sunday, they play Minnesota, and on Wednesday, they play Rutgers. Yeah,
0: that's it. it Wednesday. I'm kind of messed up here. I keep thinking the first is Monday, so – yep. So anyway, hey, Kathy, appreciate tonight. Right. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your evening. I know almost till a little after 10 o'clock our time. So,
1: yeah, it's late. So, all right, Jeff, have a great weekend and take care of
0: yourself. And we'll talk here in a few days and get ready for the show this week. Sounds good. All right. everyone. Bye. everybody. Bye-bye. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings,
2: just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at.